1: Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
0: Now, the Coors Radio Network presents The Roy
1: Green Show with Roy Green, keeping you informed
0: and entertained.
1: Now, here's Roy.
0: I was planning to talk about marijuana this the uh, top of this hour because that's on the agenda to become legal. The recreational use of marijuana is going to become legal, says the federal government and the prime minister. And uh, our plan was to talk about that, and we're going to talk about climate next weekend. But our guest we were going to talk to marijuana about, not available to us, and I don't know enough about the legal argument and the cases before the Supreme Court of Canada to walk you through it. So, we're going to talk climate today. And we're going to talk to climate, to Canadian climate scientist Dr. Timothy Ball. He's the author of the book Deliberate Corruption of Climate Science. And Dr. Ball has been on the receiving end of a lot of invective. Invective. Uh, I, uh, years ago, how many years would it be? Maybe, let me bring uh, Tim Ball on, on the line now. Hi, Tim.
1: How are you, Roy? Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah,
0: it's been a a while since we've talked. You know, it's been a while since I've talked climate, really.
1: Well, exactly. But, of course, it's back in the news. And, by the way, uh, the attacks are more than invective. I've had three lawsuits, two of which are ongoing right now.
0: Well, I don't know they're accusing you all, but I just want to talk about climate.
1: Yeah. No, I realize that. No, I understand that. And, by the way, I I, I happen to think that we're going to need that marijuana to deal with the mess the world's in.
0: It's not a it's not a very healthy place at the moment. You know, a lot no, a lot of things are are quite seriously wrong and, well,
1: and need and, and to be addressed. Yeah, and the difficulty is sorting out uh, what's fact and fiction. And that, by the way, was uh, part of a keynote address that Michael Crichton, uh, you know, the author, um, he gave an address in two thousand and three, and he said this was going to be the challenge: sorting out uh, the truth from the propaganda.
0: Well, you know, there's been so much said, and there's been so much written, and there have been so many claims made, and so many counterclaims made. Yeah. And somehow, uh, Tim, over the last couple of years, the whole issue of, um, of uh, climate gates those thousands and thousands and thousands of emails yeah. that were fired back and forth between climate scientists who support the IPCC position, yeah. uh, and uh, wrote some pretty nasty things about people like you, Yep. Who, who challenged them. That's been forgotten. Also forgotten or shoved under the carpet has been the fact that the chairman of the uh, IPCC, um, Pichari, Dr. Pachari, yep. uh, Dr. Pachari yep. made a prediction for a British newspaper, I think it was, that by 2035, I'm just going from memory here, 2035 yep. the, the, the glaciers would all be gone uh, in, in, the, in, an, in Antarctica. And then they had to admit that, well, that wasn't really any re- research. it just sort of made that up. <laughs> That's but that's percent. forgotten, Tim. How's that
1: forgotten? Well, of course, part of it is that there's a campaign to, to cover it up. I mean, one of the things that happened with the leaked emails was they immediately organized uh, government inquiries. And I know from all the ones that I've been on that they're predetermined in terms of the outcome because they, they set the rules of the game, the terms of reference. And Clive Crook, who is a, a superb editor for The Atlantic, which is a first-class magazine, as you know... And he said, look, um, here was an opportunity with these investigations to sort out what was going on. And he said that all it ended up with it was another whitewash. And, of course, the people that perpetrated it are wandering around saying, now, oh, we were absolved. There were these, there, there were these inquiries, and we were, we were all absolved from it. But, of course, this is, um, this is why what's going on in Paris now is so critical, because the reason that those emails were leaked was that they were going to have a cop, And that stands for Conference of the Parties. And when Maurice Strong, that dear, beloved Canadian who's hiding out in China now, when he set up um, uh, the Agenda 21 and the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, he set up the the Conference of Parties, which was the political vehicle for pushing these climate issues. And then he set up the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which was the science uh, branch, to come up with the science to support the political agenda that they were pushing. And uh, the COP 15, the Paris's COP 21, the COP 15 in 2009 was going to be the introduction of a global carbon tax um, that was going to be collected and handled by the International Monetary Fund. And it was part, of course, of the. Okay. Uh,
0: mo- yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Tell me what, what I wanted to do is I want to get to the yeah. climate side of things and what you know what's wrong with the the argument that's put forward that uh, that uh, you know uh, the world is the greatest crisis the world is facing. Barack Obama has said it. It's said over and over by different people. The biggest climate, the big, biggest crisis is climate change. Last week, uh, the most popular meteorologist on French television yeah. got fired. Because he challenged that notion, and he said, "Well, you know, global warming isn't necessarily all that bad." In in, in some cases, I'm paraphrasing. And yeah, he wrote yeah. a book challenging the IPCC's IPCC's uh, global warming argument, climate change argument. He got fired, and he said, and again, I'm paraphrasing, that a government minister came to see them and essentially told them they'd better uh, just repeat the mantra of yeah. uh, of you know, AGW is bad. And it's the number one uh, issue, and he was incensed that as a as a journalist, he was told what he should say by a government minister. So well, there's hey, a lot of stuff. There's yeah. a lot of stuff flying around. What I'd like to do is I need to take a break here. Then we'll come back and let's talk about what's what what's really happening with climate and what's always happened with climate. Is that okay? Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, we're going to come back with Dr. Timothy Ball on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Please stay with us. Climate. ...is what we're talking about now, and the climate conference, the conference of the parties, uh, is coming up in Paris starting on Sunday, the 30th, and President Obama keeps insisting it's the number one crisis the world is facing. Uh, Tim, what's wrong with it, what's wrong with the most fundamentally wrong with this argument, that climate, first of all, is massively being changed by human action and uh, and then what's wrong with the argument that it's the the world's most pressing crisis
1: wrong with the argument is that the science simply doesn't support it. Uh, what, what I was explaining before about the IPCC and, and COP was that um, they said that they created the science to produce, to support the political agenda they wanted. Uh, the fundamental issue isn't climate. Uh, that's what's going to be talked about at Paris, but what's behind all of this is overpopulation. And the argument was made uh, and it started with the Club of Rome. They said the world's overpopulated and uh, they're using up the resources at too fast a rate and the developing countries are doing that faster than anybody else and we've got to shut down those uh, industrialized nations. And so they look for a vehicle to blame the industrialized nations for, for some global uh, catastrophe. That's why CO2 has be, become the focus. And what people don't understand they talk about greenhouse gases. That is, these three gases in the atmosphere, CO2, water vapor, and methane, that supposedly let heat in and prevent heat escaping. CO2 is less than 4% of the total greenhouse gases. Water vapor is 95%. Yet virtually nobody knows that. And, and uh, so what they did was, and, and by the way, just to give you an idea, Roy, when I was talking earlier about terms of reference, when they set up the intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, they were told only to look at human causes of climate change, and, and you can't possibly identify human causes if you don't know how the climate change is naturally. But that was done deliberately to narrow their focus. But the public believes that they're looking at total climate change when they're not. When you look at total climate change, you find out that there simply isn't any problem, that what's going on right now is perfectly natural and well within natural variability.
0: So, uh, I mean, this has been ongoing now for how many years that that, that, that this argument has been um, sort of slung back and forth with one side making statements but not being willing to get into debates? Because I remember in, in 2007, 2008 yeah. specifically, and then later on, and still to this day, I've made this program available, as you know. For climate IPCC supporting scientists to come on the air and debate people like you Tim, yep. to come on the air and 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 deal with climate uh, IPCC challenging scientists, and Elizabeth May, the leader of the Green Party, sent an email to a number of the IPCC supporting scientists, and she'll she'll confirm this. She sent an, an email to a number of them saying suggesting strongly that they come on the air and they debate the issue with uh, with, with the the other side's guests that I would put together, and they still declined. So
1: why... Well, of course, what happened was that um, I do a radio program out of Victoria here every two weeks, the Ian Jessup Show, and um, Elizabeth May got pressured because, of course, she's from the island here. I ended up having a debate for an hour with her on his program, and uh, she ended the debate by saying, Tim, you're looking for another lawsuit. And, and at that point, the audience knew what was going on, uh, and, and I simply just gave her the scientific facts. Uh, so, so that debate with Elizabeth May it, it did occur. The reason that you can't get anyone else... No,
0: no, because, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for Elizabeth and May to debate no, you. No. I, want, I wanted to have climate scientists who support the IPCC debate you and other scientists who do not. And Elizabeth May supported the position... That, that 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 this debate take place on this program.
1: Yeah, but that the reason that they won't debate, and, and Elizabeth ended up having to debate me, was because they they know what the truth is. That's what they're afraid of. That's why they won't debate it. And uh, so that, that it's so, easier just to remain silent so and, Tim, and, and marginalize people like me.
0: What's happening then with climate? Yeah. What's happening?
1: Well, what's happening is the Earth has um, stopped uh, warming. It warmed up to 1998. It's been cooling since 1998 very slightly. The trend is increasing. And uh, that's because the sun uh, has gone into a very quiet period. Sunspot numbers have decreased. And the problem is, and notice, by the way, Roy, when this started in 1988, which uh, and it started then because that's when James Hansen appeared before Al Gore's committee and and said he was certain that human CO2 was causing global warming, well, they switched from global warming to uh, climate change because what's happened since 1998 is the temperature's gone down, but the CO2 level continues to increase, which, of course, completely contradicts the fundamental
0: assumption of the of their theory. Uh, why are you did, Why are you labeled a, a climate denier? I, I've never understood this. Now, like, because okay. there are scientists, the credible, reputable scientists, Doctor Roy Spencer, yep. University of Alabama, NASA, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Doctor Patrick Moore, founder of Greenpeace in Canada. Yep. Doctor Robert Carter. Um, mm-hmm. Australia. Uh, Australia. They've all been on this program. You've been on this program. Uh, They all challenge the IPCC position of climate change caused by humans, anthropogenic global warming that's going to be the catastrophic crisis the globe faces. They're called deniers. They're scientists.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, what happened was that initially, when it was global warming, we were called global warming skeptics. That's right. And of course, and then and then we made made the point. I certainly made the point. Look, all scientists are skeptics. If you're not a skeptic, you're not a scientist. But the word skeptic has a different meaning in science than it has in the general vernacular. For the public, a skeptic is someone who's cynical and not to be listened to whereas a, a science, all scientists should be skeptics. When it switched from global warming to climate change, then they changed the appellation, that then when you went from being a, a global warming skeptic to becoming a climate change denier, with all of the Holocaust connotations of that word. And I remember very distinctly when, when it was first applied to me by, in an article in the, the Times in, in London, England, where I was referred to as a climate change denier. And 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 so this is all part of the public relations game. Now a lot of people say, Well, you're such a few bunch of scientists and then so what they did was They also
0: say that you're getting they also say you're getting paid by the oil lobby and by other lobbies, are you?
1: No, I wish I was. My wife and I have spent every all of our savings on our legal bills and, and we're just living on our pensions. We're not complaining. We knew what the fight would involve. Uh, but, uh, no, I've never received a nickel from any energy company at all. In fact, virtually all of my research funding came from the National Museum of Canada.
0: Tim, uh, let's deal with this. this th- yeah. th- because this is, I'm, I'm going to get emails uh, from people who challenge you yeah. and think that I'm, you know, I'm... i I'm a heretic just like you, because I'm not supposed to ask questions. I'm not supposed to say, this doesn't make any sense. They said, Have you ever read anything on it? Yeah, about 7, 10 years worth of nonstop reading. Well, I shouldn't say nonstop. I haven't read some things for a while, but I read for years voraciously about this. But there have been, it appears, if you just look at the climate stories that have been uh, been, uh, making news over the last couple of years, there's been some pretty extreme stuff that's happened. Right? I mean, there's been some extreme uh, no, weather. That, and that, that's that, pointed at as uh, prima facie evidence of, of uh, climate change becoming the absolute catastrophic uh, reality that, that, that the supporters of the IPCC argue. They say that coastlines are going to disappear and we're all in for
1: heck. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Actually, I I always joked living in Winnipeg that I could sin and enjoy all the pleasures of this world, which would guarantee I'd go to hell and finally be warm forever. But beyond that, there is no um, uh, increase in extreme weather. All of the events that are occurring are well within natural variability. In fact, I'm sitting in front of my computer right now writing an article about the year 1709 when it's estimated that three-quarters of all the walnut trees in Europe were killed in one winter. Uh, They talk about the trees exploding because of the cold weather. And and, and what what they're working on here is they know... People don't know the climate, they don't know the climate science, they don't know how much climate changes naturally, and therefore that, um, I would say ignorance isn't the word, but lack of knowledge is exploited. And of course, it's then very easy to marginalize uh, people like me and, and Carter and, and Roy Spencer and so on by saying, "Oh, they're skeptics or they're deniers. Don't listen to them. Oh, they're paid by the oil companies." And, and of course, that's the game. As you know, uh, what happens now? You dare to ask a question about Obama's uh, documents? Oh, you're a birther. Oh, oh, you you, you dare? Yeah, to I want to know why we
0: yeah. can't. Well, I want to know why we're not allowed to see his. His uh, his university records. Why are right. they sealed? Oh, that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. Have you no, ever? Have you ever? And we don't, We have about thirty five yeah. seconds. Time goes by. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought of just giving up and saying, "Hey, it's not worth it. I, I'm I'm just getting. I've had to. I've had enough of this."
1: Yes, I have. And particularly with the lawsuits. And when when you get to the point where if the if your doorbell rings at four o'clock on a Friday and your wife starts crying because she thinks there's another summons from the sheriff. You certainly start thinking about uh, giving it in. And as somebody once said, if the world wants to be gold, let it be gold.
0: Tim, thank you for joining us. It's been a long time. Thank you, Roy. Dr. Timothy Ball. His book is Deliberate Corruption of Climate Science, Deliberate Corruption of Climate Science. Dr. Timothy Ball, Canadian, PhD. When we come back, we will talk about marijuana and we will talk about the legalization of same. And for the recreational use and we'll also talk about medicinal aspects of marijuana, but what you know, what has to happen as far as the law is concerned, Alan Young. Law professor, Osgood Hall, York University, he's argued for the legalization of marijuana before the Supreme Court of Canada. He's one of the sharpest legal minds, never mind the country, but in the world. We'll come back.